Tales. I'm Georgia. I'm Sophie, and welcome to Chaos in a Nutshell, the podcast. So today we decided that we were going to dive in to another one of our favorite topics to talk about, which is musicals. Today, in specific, being In the Heights, which has recently been trending. Yeah, it's we're both huge theater kids, so we decided perfect topic. Why not? Great movie and play. So if you haven't seen In the Heights, please go watch it before you listen because it is... Unless you want spoilers. Not even that. It's just so good. Like, that too. Yeah. Like, you can't even spoil it. Like, everything is so unexpected. True. I was so confused watching it the first time. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, in the first hour, in the first hour, you're like, what is the plot? <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's just basically about a story about Washington Heights, and Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote it, and... It's just amazing. <laughs> okay, so in the Heights, in your general characters list, you have Usnavi as kind of your generally main character. There's a lot of subplot, I feel like, but we can get into that later. Um, and then you have his love interest, Vanessa. She does fashion, or she wants to do fashion, or she just works at the nail salon in the Heights. <laughs> in the Heights. <laughs> um, I know, I you crack yourself up, and it's just fun to watch. And then our other, like, main couple are Nina and Benny. Nina is the daughter of the really rich guy in town, and she went off to Stanford, I believe, to try to get an education. Yeah. And then Benny works at her father's dispatch. Um, and then, and then you have Abuela. She's kind of, like, one of the oldest and most loving um people who live in what is it called in washington heights even though she's no one's biological grandma she's kind of taken them all in and adopted them basically as her own grandkids and one of the cool things is most of the people are either first or second generation american or (laughs) they immigrated when they were very very little and i just think it's a fascinating story and then obviously there's nina's dad and sunny Sunny is Usnavi's cousin, and then Sunny and Usnavi run the bodega together, and that's kind of where the story starts. One of my favorite things is everyone, I hope everyone knows that In the Heights was a musical first before it became a musical film, so like it was on, was it off-Broadway or on-Broadway? I think it was off-Broadway. I think it was off-Broadway, too, but I'm not sure. We can bring in our fact-checker for that later. But um, Usnavi is played by Anthony Ramos in the film. But he was, but Usnavi was played by Lin-Manuel Miranda in the stage version of it. And Anthony Ramos played Sonny in the stage version of it. So it's so cool to see how he was a teenager and he grew up around that and now as an adult he gets to come back and revisit his work wait he played sunny in the he did <gasps> oh that's so sick also like um i think i read this somewhere that uh, miranda who was originally usnavi in the stage version of in the heights came back as the guy that pushed the popsicle cart <laughs> Uh Yeah, okay, see, you know what I was talking about. In the film screen version of In the Heights, 
as of Christopher Jackson being the original Benny in the stage version. And then he came back as the guy in the ice cream truck in the film version, which you could tell is kind of like the enemy to Miranda's character. Yeah. And like, there's just videos of them just like goofing off on and it's so cool to watch. Like, honestly, if you are Lin-Manuel Miranda's friend, you're set for life in any play or thing that he does. Because he just casts his friends. Like, it's the same cast for a bunch of the different projects he does. Yeah. Which I think is also really cool, though. That, like, he casts people that he knows. Because then, in the theater environment, you need to know who you're acting with. And that you can trust them. And I think it makes a really good, um, like, team of people to work with. And it all started from Freestyle Love Supreme. Which is so good. And if you have not watched it, I don't remember what streaming service it's on. But go watch their documentary. So, um, like, continuing on with, like, characters, continuing off with characters, I feel like, Georgia, you would be Nina, besides really? the part when she, actually, yeah, Why? yeah, just because you're such the scholar. You're so the person who's like, frick this, I'm gonna move on, I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna do this, um, and I feel like you'd also definitely second-guess yourself in what you're doing. Like, you would have, like, uh-huh. like, you'd have this idea of what you want to do, and then somewhere you would just, like, falter it and be like, is this really what I want to do? Like, questioning your motives. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of switch it up, but you're still on the same path. I don't know. Like, that's that's how I feel yeah. like you would be. I am struggling to figure out who you would be. I don't really know um, either. Like, growing up. like, I don't see you as a Vanessa, because, like, you don't. Not because not that I know of you don't have like a big dream of like what you want to do in the future yet. Not really, no. Um, and I used to, and it used to be similar to Vanessa's actually. Like throughout middle school, I wanted to be a fashion designer. Um, do you still? It's definitely in there. That's like a oh design art fashion. Um, just because I've always grown up around like the liberal arts and stuff. Um, but then like going into high school and kind of coming to reality of like money, living, um, I've kind of faltered from that a little bit, which is where I feel like I differ from Vanessa, because she's always stuck to that path. She's always tried to go for it. So I feel like you're most like Sunny, because like we talked about how you were sort of like Vanessa, but it's kind of different as you've gotten older, but you're just like the person everyone likes and is, or like Sunny is just, you don't, you can't dislike Sunny. And, like, while we don't see him a lot, we do get to see some of it. And, like, Sunny has positive role models in his life, and, like, people he looks up to. And I feel like you have a lot of that. And Sunny, like, you can see one of the big things of the movie is chosen families. And that's kind of like you always say, like, oh, I'm such a chosen family kind of person. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I see it. And then, other than characters, a big thing is obviously it's a musical. Yes. So the songs. And the numbers, the tracks. And, like, honestly, it's such a good soundtrack. And Lynn did, Manuel Miranda did a great job writing it. Oh, yeah. And if you had to, could you choose a favorite number? Um, a favorite dance number would have to be the one right before Blackout when they're in the bar and Vanessa's dancing. Uh, that number for, like, the dance and choreography. Love it. Um, See, for me, dance and choreography is 96,000. 
I don't even know. They're in the pool. Oh right, the pool. Yeah. And then one of my the like songs. I love champagne with um, Anthony Ramos <gasps> and Melissa. Barrera. Yeah, that was so cute. Butchered her last name, but it's okay. And then honestly, Benny's Dis- Dispatch. Benny's Dispatch is very good. Yeah, um, that was. It's really catchy. It is. That I think that's what makes a really good song. That it's catchy. Um, I really just mm-hmm. liked the scene and the whole choreography with the club. Um, mm-hmm. something that I also liked a lot was Blackout. Um, so good. And it felt kind of like having to do with, um, a parallel and, like, struggles that Latinos go through and, um, what is it called? Um, I don't want to say degrading, kind of. Um, um, but I felt like the idea with Blackout was, it was it comes right after the um, the club number, and they're all in the bar and they're having a good time. Then the power goes out in all of the heights, and the heights is kind of just like this big Latino community. So when there's a huge blackout, I feel like it's kind of like um, when the world kind of like ignores their struggles and like doesn't realize what they're going through. But then they have all these fireworks and they're making light for themselves to be seen, and then eventually. The lights are on again. I don't know. I felt like a parallel in that. Does that make sense? Cool, yeah. It's also so, like, the blackout leads to, spoiler alert, Abuela's death. Yeah. And, or, like, that doesn't lead to, but it happens that same night. Yeah. And she sings Paciente y Fe. So it's just like, ugh. That was such a heartbreaker for me. It was. But one of my favorite Easter eggs is when, uh, what's his name? Nina's dad is on hold with, it might be the school, I'm not sure. And the, um, hold music is just, it's not that, it's the acoustic, it's the, um, the hold music is not acoustic, but the instrumental of You'll Be Back. But the, it's so good. And it like just made me giddy watching it. I was like, ah! Hamilton. Such memories with Miranda as Alex. So another um, big topic kind of that came up as far as trends and conversations in this musical was the controversy over casting lighter skin Latinos and Hispanics over African Latinos and Hispanics and generally people with darker skin tones. as extras over main characters, especially how Benny was the only darker-skinned Hispanic uh, Latino who was casted as a main character and not as an extra. Um, And it was definitely spoken about um, by Miranda Georgia, if you want to say that quote. Like, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote that, I can hear the hurt and frustration of feeling still unseen in the feedback. I hear that without significant dark-skinned Afro-Latino representation, the work feels extractive of the community we wanted so much to represent with pride and joy. And I, hearing this to me, like, I didn't think of it as a white female. I didn't think of it like that. I was like, oh, I think it's great that, like, the Hollywood industry is starting to become more diverse because it really hasn't been. And, like, the last couple years is when they finally were like, ooh, problems. Like, yeah. And... And I think it's great that he spoke out about it, but I do agree that, 
like, you can't choose your skin tone color, and I don't know how the casting process went, but yeah, who knows if it was on purpose or if they just liked these actors and actresses more. Like, yeah, at the we're same not a casting time, agent, so we can't really yeah. say we don't have one hundred percent. We don't have power over who is casted or how casting goes. Um, like we, at the same time, we weren't the ones who created the film. You know, we weren't yeah. the ones who said, oh, this is what these characters should look like. This is exactly who we want to represent. It was just, that was kind of what was given to us as a as the musical. And it could be a thing in Hollywood, and that's where Hollywood needs to take over, and not so much yeah. the... It's colorism's a huge issue in yeah. Hollywood. But it's yeah, that's a thing for Hollywood. Yeah, that's a, yeah. But also, like policies you know like there's certain policies that people follow and i feel like if it's just a thing in hollywood it's a colorism is a policy that should end yeah you brought up the trends thing so i'm gonna go from there and one of my favorite things i've been seeing from the film is all the tiktok trends that are coming from it because tiktok's a time suck that we all spend way too much time on so i mean why not talk about it my favorite or one of my favorite trends is from Carnival de Barrio, which I didn't actually realize was a trend from In the Heights until I saw the movie. But it's when um, Carla is singing and she's like, oh, what the heck do I say? And the other lady tells her, just go for it. So she goes, my mom is Dominican Cuban. My dad is from Chile in PR, which means I'm Chile Dominican, but I always say I'm from Queens. It's such a good, um, like, it's just fun and upbeat, and I've loved seeing everyone share, like, their different stories and stuff. It's just cool. I'm thinking. Because there's that blackout one when um, it's Usnavi and it's Usnavi and Vanessa after, like, when they finally see each other again after they lose each other during the blackout. And oh, I don't know what the lyrics are. You barely even danced with me. Don't make me laugh. I've been trying all night. You've been shaking your ass. But like, how about the heights real nice? You barely gave me a chance all evening. What? Another chance. I'm leaving Vanessa. I gotta go. <laughs> I did It's so good. It's like one of the best. Yeah. Um. So, I feel like finding, not so much the plot, but the theme um, of In the Heights was a little bit hard to identify, especially because you start the story with Usnavi telling his his daughter and her friends about... Um, Wait, are you sure well, it's no, not their three kids? No, it's not. I thought it was. See, I thought so too in the beginning, but then at the very end, it's... Only, I forgot what her name is. I think it's, like, Iris? Well, only the little girl stays back. But I thought yeah. it was because she was too young. Because I thought she was the youngest. No, I think she's the oldest. I thought she was the oldest. I thought she was the youngest. Oh, God. Because no. she See, stayed back and was like, ooh, am I allowed to go? Because, like, sometimes they let old 
normally older kids get to do stuff first and she was like oh i've never been allowed to do this before and then they were like yes go ahead and then they go to the fire hydrant scene with it like bursting in the street and them dancing i mean maybe but i don't know i think that they're Mm, yeah i think that they're the friends of the daughter just because of like how they talked to him you know maybe i don't know all i know is that it was very chaotic at the end and that we are very chaotic and this has been chaos in a nutshell the podcast so make sure you tune in every wednesday at 9 a.m for more episodes from your favorite chaotic duo until then peace Peace out. out